Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. My name is Zach. I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're local, check us out. Our website is calvary316.tv. I hope you stay with me over the next hour or so as we seek to deconstruct the negative perceptions that the world has of Christians by boldly and brashly discussing today's relevant topics and what I hope is an honest and genuine way. Uh, Every month, once a month, uh, my producer joins me. Josh, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. Zach, I'm so glad to be here again. Thanks, man. Absolutely. The whole purpose of bringing Josh on is that we're just having uh, a conversation, a dialogue that we hope you'll not only find to be refreshing, uh, but but relevant to the things that are going on um, in our culture. And one of the things uh, that's happening right now is the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics have been going on for a few weeks. Hmm. And um, the Olympics, I, I'm going to tell you, Josh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all of the Olympics. I don't like it. No, I got to know. What, why Why aren't you a fan of the Olympics? Is it just Winter Olympics? Because I get that. But you don't like Summer Olympics? What? What is it? I don't like the Olympics at all. Like the whole, huh. uh, the whole like globalism, global unity. Um, I don't know, man. It just, uh, first off, you know, they don't have football in the Olympics. So <laughs> how is it, how is it honestly any type of representation of sports? Um, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm just not a fan. Not only that, but like, uh, there's no way in the world, um, that I think I would be traveling uh, to South Korea under, under the, the current political climate man it's uh, it's just yeah uh, just one of those things that's just um i don't know man a uh, little rocket man in north korea as our president likes to call him um <laughs> just seems totally unstable um but you know one of the things that has kind of irritated me about that if i could kind of if i could rant for a minute you mind go for it okay <laughs> one of the <laughs> things that has that has kind of irritated me is um so there's like an intellectual exercise that if I were to ask someone, um, if you knew what was happening in Nazi Germany during World War II in the concentration camps, if you knew, if we knew right. that behind enemy lines um, there was a Holocaust occurring, mm-hmm. would we have not just the immoral authority but the moral responsibility to do something about it if we could. I don't know anyone that would that would argue against that point. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. And yet we know for a fact that there are concentration camps in North Korea. We have satellite right. photos of these camps, and we know that the worst crimes against humanity are taking place there against Atrocities. not just uh, not just against political opposition but against um, against Christians. Yep. And and what really bugs me is when I listen to um, the news and when the pundits talk about North Korea and they make this comment that the military option is just not an option. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm left a little be- bewildered about, about just what our moral responsibilities are when it comes to absolute atrocities. Now I am not, um, I am not a fan of nation building. Um, I thought that was 
one of the fundamental miscalculations of what we attempted to do in Iraq or Afghanistan, thinking that we could go in, deal with terrorism, but establish democracy in countries that were fundamentally Islamic. I, I just thought it was oil and water. And not just that, there was an, an element of pride of why are we going to impose the way that we do government right. onto someone else. I'm not, right. I'm not an advocate for nation building, but I am an advocate where when we see genocide taking place, shouldn't that be the moment that we use that we use our military? You, you uh, see think, what I'm saying? Am I am I just I totally off base on that? No, no. I, I I think we have I think we have clear instruction in God's word to defend the fatherless, to defend the innocent, to defend the weak, and and I'm very grateful uh, personally for our military and and their willingness to serve the men and women of our country who, who are willing to serve and, and do those things. But yeah, I look at countries like, like North Korea and I think about those atrocities that are happening there. You know, there's another big elephant in the room in this dis- discussion that I don't know if, if I don't know enough to know if North Korea is involved in this sort of thing, but Zach, the global sex trade is an atrocity that is, is unspeakable. It's unspeakable. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The things we can't even we we you and I on this in this particular atmosphere environment here on this radio uh, program we can't even speak of some of the things that are happening with children. It it is it is such darkness and such wickedness. Um, and and I have this this sort of and I I would like to say I think it's righteous anger, where I feel like man I just. If I could find the, the the source and the root of where those sorts of operations are, yeah, go ahead, drop a nuke on the pimp's house or the person that's that's, <laughs> that's doing this to children and doing this to people around the world. Bomb that dude. Send our troops in. Send the army. Do what we got to do uh, to end it. You know, I think it's lost in this conversation because, um, you know. We don't want to be the world's police. No. But at the same time, aren't there moments of unequivocal moral responsibility yeah. to act? You know, when, when you, um, and, and I've, you've probably seen the movies just like I have, but you know, certain, certain war crimes that have been done in, in, in Africa, mm-hmm. um, when we know these things are taking place. Right. Um, shouldn't that be the opportunity or at least uh, the moment in which uh, in which we, we act? I don't know, man. It just, it's been yeah. something that's can, I mean, the whole North Korea thing has been on the front page of the news going back how long? Like last November, maybe earlier than that. Um, yeah. Last time they tested a nuclear weapon. And listen, uh, for the audience's sake, um, we, we both understand there are a lot of geopolitical issues um, dynamics yeah, yeah we're not we're not advocating yeah. um you go in and and preemptively strike north korea no, no, because no, no. of the the results of them then launching a counterattack um you know against the south and then the troops that we have sitting there we, we realize that there is um this is a multi-layered uh, onion uh, where you take one layer off and and you might not really like what what you find it's right. just I just don't hear anyone in the news talking about um, or, or at least let me frame it this way, looking at it from the lens of just a general moral responsibility, because there is an actual 
holocaust that's taking right. place in North Korea um, against Christians. As a matter of fact, I read a book a couple of years ago. It was a New York Times bestseller. I'm not going to name the book because there's not everything in it that, that I'm going to put my name to it. But what was fascinating about the book itself is that it was the tale of, of one man who escaped one of these concentration camps in North Korea and was mm-hmm. able to successfully get himself to China and by chance, I say by chance, um, connected with Christian missionaries, South Korean Christian missionaries who smuggled him into the South. Because if you're caught wow. in North in, in China as a North Korean, they send you back, which is basically a death sentence. Which means you've got to find a way to get yourself to South, the South Korea, uh, to be given um, protection, amnesty. Yeah. Amnesty. Now, what makes this guy fascinating is so we have tales. Um, especially the, the 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 most famous being from World War II, of of people who, you know, they had a life, and then the Nazis came in, and them and their family were forced into these camps, and we mm-hmm. had their tale, their their story, uh, and Frank, you know, yep. things like that, but but the stories are placed in the context of an individual um, who's experiencing a concentration camp with context that this isn't normal life. You following me? Right. What makes this book fascinating is that it's the tale of an individual who was born in the concentration camp. In and North that's Korea, the, yeah. That's the only life he ever knew. Wow. And and it's an intellect it's an interesting psychological profile of what does that do to the core psyche of an individual and come to find out this guy um, he didn't understand at all uh, relational connections, nor did he understand love. Uh, his mother um, was just competition for food, and and he ends up selling her out, and her and her brother get executed because they rat him out because he wants more food, and and it's just this Primal. this tale of the depths of human depravity when placed uh, into this kind of warp restriction restrictions, and then you read the book and you're just like. I mean, you, you wow. close it and you're like, why in the world are we not doing something? Now, not not to spoil the story, once he gets to South Korea, uh, he's loved on by a, a bunch of Christians mm. who then end up getting him to America uh, and he gives his life to Jesus. And wow. he does experience love. He does, ex- but, but to this day, he can't sleep on a bed. Um, he, he can only sleep on the floor. And his favorite meal uh, is In-N-Out hamburgers. Um, that's just that's a, not bad. Yeah, not not bad at all. You are, by the way, the, the the Burger King. You know, you know the the burgers. But yeah, the Olympics, man. The Olympics kind of freak me out. I don't know why. Just I'm just my sister is just a diehard fan, and uh, you know what? This is why I don't like the Olympics. To be totally honest with you, um, I don't like watching anything on delay. Hmm. Like like we live in a world where you you can't air something on delay because yeah. we have the internet like right. i know who wins the half pipe hours before i see it which right. totally guts the excitement in doing it um and then people are like well just don't be on the internet and it's like and That's what impossible. context to plan it is that <laughs> right yeah um, yeah i wouldn't watch the super bowl if you told me who won in advance uh, I probably would for the commercials, but you know they've even been doing been doing that with the, the the Super Bowl commercials, like pre-airing them to build excitement. 
I think it's terrible. It, I think it's no, terrible. It, it ruins it. And speaking of the Super Bowl, um, we hope the Eagles won. Yeah, we're recording this um, in the past, meaning we have no idea. And my guess is that that Josh was just about to segue to a topic, and then that dawned on him uh, that this is going to probably air a month or so after the Super Bowl. That, Zach, is exactly what just happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> See, I've been doing this for a few months, and so I know how this works, and you're still kind of a rook. So if you're the listening yep. audience. You uh, just saw ap- behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me just uh, with the with like the two minutes we have before we have to take a quick break. Uh, I just want to th- can I just throw a random topic at you and get Let's your immediate it. reaction to it? Okay. Um, do pets go to heaven? Well, I can't speak for all pets, <laughs> but I have a full blooded boxer. Uh, she is named Ruby, and I've had her for um her whole life she's almost seven she fit in my arm zach like from my wrist to my elbow when i got her and i love this dog not quite like a child but man i love this dog she's my dog so yes i think that they do go to heaven and i don't have any biblical substance for that only the uh disney cartoon heart kind of thinking behind it (laughs) i would absolutely i can't speak to your dog uh right but i have uh, a 10 year old Sharpay, a blue Sharpay named Kaya, um, who is, um, my first child. And I'm absolutely <laughs> convinced that Kaya will, will be in heaven. Um, but, but seriously, to be serious on the topic, uh, before yeah. we get to our break, I asked yeah. this question to David Guzik. So David Guzik is uh, a fantastic Bible teacher. I would just call him a scholar. Commentator. And, uh, yeah. It, yeah. And I asked him, I said, don't make fun of me, David, but I need to ask, uh, will my dog go to heaven? Like, I really need to know because I'm with you. I, I, you look through the scriptures, there's nothing definitive. Right. And he looked at me and he gave me the most serious answer. I, I laughed. He goes, Zach, if you need your dog to be in heaven for heaven to be heaven, <laughs> then I'm sure your dog is in heaven. And I know that might not be biblically sound, but it is encouraging. So if you feel that way, audience, um, you have it from David Guzik's word that your, pup, your pet will be in heaven. Well, listen, we're running against a break. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. Hi, my name is David Guzik, and I'm a friend of Zach and the entire team at Outlaw Radio. One of the things I like most about Outlaw Radio is Zach's desire to challenge Christians to think critically, ask relevant questions, and then pursue answers on their own. The sad reality is too many Christians don't know what they believe yet alone why they believe what they do. This is why, in addition to Outlaw Radio tackling the tough topics you might not hear at church on Sundays, their desire is to equip, inspire, and challenge you to dig into God's Word and wrestle with these complex topics on your own. To help you in this process, Zach wanted me to let you all know of two free resources essential for any serious Bible student. Aside from my full Bible commentary available at EnduringWord.com, the resources you can access at BlueLetterBible.org will truly transform the way you study the Bible. Aside from their treasure trove of free commentaries, BlueLetterBible.org also has an incredible word search function, making it easy to dive into the original languages behind a biblical text. So if you want to dig deeper into your study of Scripture, check out EnduringWord.com as well as blueletterbible.org. 
Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. I know the last block was kind of all over the place. We talked a little bit about the Olympics. We talked about North Korea. And then we we closed the block talking about pets and whether or not they go to heaven. And, and that is, to a degree, a little bit of the taste of what we're actually trying to accomplish um, by having Josh as a guest and having just a, a, an organic conversation about things. Uh, Christians don't have to be prudes. We can talk about real right. things in real ways. And uh, and I think that gets lost sometimes in Christian radio because it's so overly produced and structured. You know what I mean? You produce radio. Can you comment on that for yeah. Yeah, you know, most of the most of the the radio that I produce and even for you, Zach, is Bible teaching, which I find has a, a very twofold purpose. Um you know, I, I tell my clients often there are three reasons that you should be involved in Christian radio, and they are in this priority. If you get these out of priority, you're not going to be successful. And I tell them the same same thing every time. Number one reason you get involved in, in Christian radio is to tell the lost about Jesus through the teaching of his word. So you're trying to, to take people from darkness to light, from death to life. The, the number two reason I tell people to get involved with radio is is more along the the uh, the means of what I normally do in production, which is Bible teaching, and this is to disciple people, and especially where you come from, Zach, where I come from, Calvary Chapel, discipleship, and and we're going to call it you know uh, what it is, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, line upon line, Bible teaching. This is what nourishes and feeds the disciples' soul. Preaching will will make uh, converts to Christ, but teaching makes followers. And so most of the radio that I'm involved with is teaching. It, it's it's guys like you that are, are are being faithful in churches, both small and and big, teaching through uh, the Bible. Uh, and then last, the third reason, Zach. This is silly. I know you've heard me say it, but I tell I tell the the other brothers that I serve the same thing. It's it's also to grow your church. Uh, Christian radio is a way to expose people to what God is doing, the vision, the heart. The, the direction that God's taking the little little flock of people that are with you uh, while we're all meandering in this kingdom uh, until Jesus comes back or until we go home. Um, and, and that's really a big part of it is, is growing that family of people. Um, so this kind of radio, I think, is really important, Zach, and it's why I'm so passionate about it. It's not a business endeavor for me, and you, and, and you know that's my heart. And being neither a part of us of the make a nickel. We don't make. We spend no. more money than we make on this show, for sure. Yeah, and, and that's 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 because uh, I believe in it, and I know you you believe in it because you're doing it. Uh, because I think that there are a lot of misnomers. There's a lot of things about Christians that that people are are convinced of and i want to be a part of something that convinces them otherwise you know this you kind of actually pricked a thought that has never been articulated to the audience Hmm. and uh and and i probably should do this and this is as good a time as any so the way that the show is structured if you've been listening for any segment of time is we record four blocks of audio content um Mm -hmm. in between uh, and the show then it gets packaged as a part one and a part two, unless you're on the podcast and then it's combined to one full episode. But if you're listening on the radio, there's a, a part one and a part two, and there's radio reasons uh, while that why that is done for station IDs and whatnot, things that are that that stations have to do at the top and bottoms of hours. Um, but when we were crafting this show, the Outlaw Radio Show, 
setting up in four blocks, we needed content uh, between blocks one and two, and then blocks three and four. And in most conventional settings, those blocks become ad space. So we sell advertisement um, for those one minute blocks uh, that helps uh, support the show. Um, mm-hmm. So early conversations that Josh and I were having about this, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not in advertisement. I pastor a church. This is a ministry. Um, I have zero interest on making any money uh, doing this. I just want uh, to do this because I feel like God has a called me to do it and that mm-hmm. it's serving a, a function um, that the Lord's using it to impact people's mm-hmm. lives. And so I told Josh, I was like, well, I don't want to sell um, ad space. I have no interest in doing that. Um, but you were like, yeah, okay, that's cool, but you still need something. And so, you know, we decided that instead of selling ad space, why don't we just give ad space away? Because then we can determine who right. we're going to associate with the show. Uh, so the reason that you hear uh, an ad quote uh, for Blue Letter Bible and, and the reason that you hear an ad for the Ravi Zach, Zacharias International Ministry is not because either of those two organizations are paying uh, to be on the show. Um, that's not happening at all. Those two organizations are on the show for one reason. Uh, we contacted them and said, we'd like to run a free ad for you because we believe uh, in the ministry that you're doing, mm-hmm. and we want to connect our names with yours. And both of those organizations uh, were not only excited about it, um, but gave us free reign to craft the ad and do it. And I just think that that's that's important. You know, you brought up um, kind of the behind the curtains, and that's never been articulated. So don't think if you're listening that Blue Letter Bible's paying for anything or Ravi Zacharias is paying for anything. They're not. We're actually giving that time to them because we actually really do believe uh, in the work uh, that they're doing, uh, that God's doing. Josh, I do want to se- segue with a, an awkward question. Yeah. Um, so radio. Yeah. Is radio a dying media? You know, I don't think that it is. Um, and, and one of the main reasons that I that I don't think it is, it's, there's been some recent studies um, about where people are discovering music. Okay, and uh, I, you know I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts. I, I I use YouTube like a university. I mean, I learn a lot of things by watching YouTube, and I'm sure everybody, if you've got to towel your bathroom or whatever. Um, but what this study shows, and forgive me, Zach, I don't have this off the top of my head. I do have the data somewhere. Um, something like seventy percent of new music discovery is happening on the radio. So as people are listening to the wow. radio, they have these wow. cool devices. Yeah, wow! Is it, yeah, seventy percent. That that tells us something. It's astounding. Uh, uh, astounding. It is astounding. But what they're doing, what they're doing is while they're in their cars, because we know that probably ninety percent of our listeners are in their cars. Radio is is generally listened to in their cars, or maybe very peripherally in in the office. You know, you got the radio on that's close to the water cooler or whatever. But most people are listening to radio in their cars, so they're hearing a song that they really like, and they are. Um, they're using uh, Siri or Google to identify the song when they download it from iTunes or whatever their music source is. But I want to reference another, I think, important metric. There, there's a guy out there in Christian radio. Some of you may have heard of him. Some of you may have not. 
may have not heard of him. His name is Chuck Finney, and and his organization is called Finney Research. Uh, Chuck is a brilliant man. I met him uh, last year uh, at NRB in Orlando, and he is a brilliant man. Him and his team. What is NRB the way, for the audience? NRB is National Religious Broadcasters. It's a convention, so um, you, you've got radio people, you've got television, movie, you know, film people, and they all meet in in a in a very uh, convention style place. And there's seminars and breakout sessions and. And, and, you know, our company, his productions, we set up a, a booth and and we go and we tell people about what we do. Uh, but Chuck Finney's Chuck Finney's one of the speakers in NRB. This guy is is um, he's a heavy hitter and he has an actual uh, a case study that he's done, Zach, that I encourage anybody to go read if you're curious about Christian radio. And and he he talked about uh, what are some things that people will turn you off or turn you on, meaning they'll they'll flip the radio off or flip it back on in Christian radio. What will make them engage and desire to listen, not just have it on or not desire to listen? So those sound like the same thing, but they're actually different. And he's he created this quadrant, you know, like an X Y quadrant. So you can imagine the bottom left of that quadrant would mean they don't like what you're saying and they just turned you off. Okay. And what he found in this study is that more than 90% of listeners, do you know what they want to hear? Just what we we talked about North Korea and sex trade. (laughs) Really? Oh, the sex trade, Zach, is one of the number one issues that Christians want to hear about in radio. It's funny because when you start talking about abortion, which is a serious issue, a biblical issue. People turn it off. People turn it off. Believers turn it off. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because it's such a saturated topic, but he, he right. has a, it's tens of thousands of listeners that they surveyed. And, and, and uh, the uh, social injustice in the form of sex trade was, was the number one topic that they found. People want to know about this. People want to know because they want justice. They, they want to see justice in that area. Uh, the other thing that this, this case study showed is that they saw that when music was played, now, if you're listening to a radio station, and even this radio station, I know that they're going to play some music, but you're listening to this radio station, they have Bible teaching on. What Chuck Finney's uh, research paper showed, Zach, was that when music came on, the listenership dropped. Now, I can't say who this is, but we there's a large network of, of radio stations that they have Nielsen ratings that shows this exact same thing. When, when uh, teaching comes on, the listeners engage. Chuck Finney's research paper shows That's amazing. that listeners want to hear teaching. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I think that's amazing, you know, and, and radio Zach, that's just one of the forms that the outlaw radio show is, is, is being heard in, in other forms of Christian radio. But as we come to the close of this, this second part uh, of the show, I want to encourage you check out outlaw radio.org. Uh, check them out on Facebook, Twitter. You can search, uh, for the outlaw radio show. You'll find them there. Uh, Zach and I would love to hear from you as well. Send us an email. We want to know what you think. Is Christian radio dying? Or, or are you being ministered to as you listen to the Outlaw Radio Show and other great Bible teaching programs? Please don't go anywhere. We want to uh, talk about this more. I'm here with Zach Adams on the Outlaw Radio Show. 
Hey, this is Josh. I'm here with Zach Adams uh, of the Outlaw Radio Show. And, and what's for up, those world? Of you th- what's yeah. up, world? Yeah, this is this is the second half of the show. Zach kind of gave us a behind the curtains view of how the the show's produced, how we record it. You know, he mentioned we have four blocks. Blocks one and two uh, really make up part one. Blocks three and four make up part two, and we do that. Um, because we're so grateful for the radio stations that air the Outlaw Radio Show. Um, and so we want to make sure and make spaces at the front of the hour, the middle of the hour, and the bottom of the hour for them to do all of the housekeeping type of things, promos, weather, station IDs. And and Zach, I, I want to say, and I'm sure you want to say, if you're listening to the Outlaw Radio Show right now, we're thankful. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to just listen yes. to the show. Yes, and it's surprising. It's surprising that, <laughs> that if, if this is, let me say this, if this is your first time listening, uh, thank you for staying with us. If this yeah. is more than your second time listening, we are You're totally up. humbled yes. uh, by the fact that you would listen again, uh, yeah. that you found this to be redeeming enough uh, <laughs> that, you, that you're going to subject yourself to another episode. Uh, we appreciate it. We really do. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. You know, after uh, the, the first half of today's uh, show, Zach, you were asking me about Christian radio. You asked a, a kind of a, I mean, we're on Christian radio and you asked me kind of a hot button topic. Is Christian you radio edit. dying? You edit, you do this for a living. I mean, you, you've got yes. your entire oh, yeah. company. His yes. productions is about producing radio. So I knew it was a loaded question. It'd, yeah. it'd be like, hey, is the church dying? Will there be preachers in four years? Right, uh, right. You know, I, I knew well, it was loaded. I, I know for us, I mean, for, for our, our little company, we've grown. We've just continued to grow. And, and here's, here's another, we, we talked about the three reasons why I tell people to get involved with radio. Here's, here's another um, maybe core reason, Zach. It's a place of darkness. I mean, you, you hit the scan button on your radio and there's a mission field there. It's so much so, Zach, that when I talk to guys like you, and, and you know I've shared this with you, when it's time to go to the board and talk about, you know, do we want to really take money and funding and put it towards radio? And if so, uh, is radio going to pay for itself? Are there things that I can sell in my in my um, my uh, uh, broadcast in order to cover airtime and production expenses? And my answer to, to the guys that I serve, Zach, is no. The world has changed. It's not like it used to be. Radio is not like the way the way that it used to be. So I always encourage people, you know, when you're praying about Christian radio, getting getting involved, go to the mission board of your church. Let's talk about this being a mission. So you become a missionary over the airwaves, you know, yes. and you're taking that funding and you're saying, I want my Bible teaching and I want uh, the things that God's revealed to me in his word and just his word itself to be over the airwaves. And you know what, Zach, if we don't do that, you know what's going to happen? The the local secular stations are going to buy up all, all of the frequencies. You know, mm. they're going to buy up all the stations. Right, and instead yeah. of having a presence, a cultural presence as believers and being light and darkness, it's just going to be a dark place. So I believe it's going to continue to grow because people have a heart for mission work, honestly. Well, you know, um, when you and I were having our initial conversations about uh, about doing outlaw radio and yeah. the concepts before we were ever on any station or or any of that, when we were just having those very uh, first uh, conversations, phone conversations, um, you know, that was really a point that resonated with me. And I think it's important. Um, I really want to say two things. Uh, first, I, I want to say thank you. 
uh, to anyone uh, that attends Calvary 316 uh, that is currently listening right now, mm. and, and, and if you find yourselves edified by what's taking place, I, I need you to know that what's taking place would not be taking place. It would not be occurring if not for your faithful contributions to the church mm-hmm. uh, and for your belief um, in the vision that God has given us for this radio thing. Um, and, and then the second point is, if you're the audience, uh, I hope you understand the reason that, that you're hearing this, the reason that this show exists is one, is one. it's singular, and that is the fact that the good folks at Calvary 316 um, are paying mm-hmm. to make it possible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's such a humbling thing, um, over and over and over again. It, it's you know you know when new opportunities arise, when new stations pick us up, yep. uh, to be able to go back to to our church. And we're not a very big church; we're a very small church. But to be able to say, "Hey, God is using our our two pennies, and He's mm-hmm. making these two pennies go a long, long way." I, I think you really you you bring up another important probably entity to thank. And that's the radio stations, Zach. You know, the, the good folks definitely at Calvary 316, because of their faithful tithing, we've purchased some time on, on some stations, definitely. Yes. Uh, but there are a lot of radio stations that have heard this show, and you're hearing it, listener. Right now, where you're sitting, you're hearing it because they believe in it, too. They 100%, believe that the Outlaw 100%, Radio Show. Yes. So Zach says this often. I want to just reiterate it. Please tell them thank you. You know, the, the next time you see or or maybe there's a, a Facebook page or an email or a call-in phone number for the radio station that you're listening to right now, would you call them or email them or tweet them or post to their Facebook page? Just let them know in some way, somehow that you're thankful that they chose to air the outlaw radio show. Cause there's a ton of stuff out there. They could air something else, but they've chosen to give this time, um, uh, to, to air this program. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's amazing. Zach, another thing I think along the mission, hey, real quick, real quick, yeah, before, before you get to that point, I, I just want to yeah. add, I, I want to try to maybe quantify what you're saying with a, with a, a little bit of an illustration. Okay. Uh, I was recently on a, a, a local talk show um, had me on as a guest, and uh, and it was very uh, very relaxed. I had no idea what questions I was gonna you know was gonna be presented with, which is if you get to know me, a very dangerous thing, uh, <laughs> because um, I, on Sunday mornings I script absolutely every part of my Bible study because anytime I leave my notes, I run the danger. I'll see my wife in the audience and she's following along, and when I leave my notes, she looks at me because she knows. Uh, I could say something absolutely ridiculous at any at any point. So, going on going on a talk show where I don't know what we're going to talk about or what questions I'm going to be presented with uh, is kind of my 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 nightmare. But I was on this show. It's called the Jules Show. It's a local show, and I was asked. I was asked a very interesting question. She asked, "What can um, what can a congregate? What can someone do who's attending a church? What can they do to demonstrate?" how thankful they are for the hard work that their pastor puts in. Mm. And immediately, I just felt like I had a word from the Lord uh, because it's very simple. Um, The best way anyone can let me know that they're so supportive of my hard work throughout the week crafting a message um, is just to show up. Mm. It's that simple. 
Like it's not, you know, she was expecting, she said she'd asked this question before and, you know, she'd get well, a good bonus or a raise or, right. you know, a gift basket or just make sure you go up after, after Sunday and pat them on the back or shoot them an encouraging email. To me, it's, it's, way, it's way more simplistic. If you want to let me know how thankful you are that I spend 40 hours a week crafting a Bible study, just show up for the Bible study. Like that's all you have to do. You can fall asleep on the back row and I still feel good when someone's <laughs> there. Like it's it's like and that's not and it's not like out of control because like my mom, um, growing up during during the teenage years, you know, when I finally got wheels, you know, and I'm running around with my friends and my buddies, I'm going to the football game, the basketball game, and you know, going and eating at Waffle House. Like the best way I could demonstrate a thanks a thankfulness to my mother. It, there was one easy way, and it was just to show up for dinner. Um, right. I could, I, from, from when school let out to like 7 o'clock that night, I could not call her. I could be who knows where doing who knows what. But if I showed up, if I pulled in the driveway 5 till 7, came in, sat at the kitchen table, right. and ate whatever she had spent that evening cooking, it made my mom's night because it demonstrated a thankfulness and appreciation. Yeah. Appreciation. My point is, yeah, audience, you have no idea. You really don't. Um, the venture of faith that is being uh, undertaken by whoever owns this radio station you're listening to. They're not making money on it. I can almost promise you that. Mm-hmm. And, and they're struggling to make it. I can almost promise you that. But here's the thing. What will absolutely give them the resolve to continue what they're doing is to just know someone's listening it's a good and word. they're appreciative of it. And, yep. and, and to do that, like Josh, I've never called a radio station. I've never sent a radio station an email as a listener. But I'm telling you, from, from behind the do scenes, it. those things uh, give oh, those man. station managers the kind of tenacity to continue on this venture of faith. Uh, Speaking of the venture of faith, you're listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. We'll be right back. One of the missions of Outlaw Radio is to bring your attention to ministry resources that will benefit your personal study of the Bible and spiritual growth. With this in mind, we want you to check out Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Not only is their vision to help the thinker believe, but they exist to help the believer think. To accomplish both of these aims, their website, rzim.org, is filled with tons of free resources aimed at not only answering your own difficult questions, but with the intention of providing the necessary tools to defend your faith in an ever-growing, hostile world. Once again, you can learn more about Ravi Zacharias International Ministries by visiting rzim.org. That's rzim.org. Hey everybody, this is Josh. Uh, you're back um, with Zach Adams. He's the pastor of Calvary 316. It's and the final block. It's the final block. He, he's also uh, normally the only host on uh, the Outlaw Radio Show doing interviews, uh, all, all kinds of different things. And he's graciously allowed me to be a part of this program today with you. And I'm thankful for that. Zach, as we were closing uh, the last section, yeah, we were talking about me, contacting. Yeah, we were talking about... Uh, uh, about contacting the radio stations and i have another challenge for you that might you the listener you might find uh helpful to to kind of give you the impetus to do what we're saying which is contact the radio station zach you and i are the same now you went out to costa mesa uh, to bible college i went to an extension campus to calvary chapel bible college 
Uh, I came up and you know, we both, what did we have to listen to at 1.5 speed or 2.0 speed? Chuck, Chuck tapes. tapes. Chuck everybody tapes. Listen, everybody listened to Chuck tapes, right? Well, in addition to, to you, you listen. Get, you have to tell people what Chuck tapes are. Okay. They don't, that's they don't true, know what that's that true. is. So at Calvary Chapel Bible College, everybody had to go through the entire Bible as taught by Pastor Chuck Smith, who is the founder uh, of of Calvary, the Calvary Chapel movement. Papa Chuck. Um, Papa Chuck, definitely. And if you've never heard Pastor Chuck, uh, he spoke so eloquently, so calculated, so precisely. But not quickly. But not quickly. There was a lot of meditation and a lot of Selah. In, in a lot of pauses. When, when he delivered God's word. Yep. And and we we found, and, and the, the Bible College actually provided this for us. We didn't like come up with this. They sold us these MP3 discs, these CDs, that you could have the option. Back then it was revolutionary. Now it's like you just do it on your iPhone. <laughs> But you could go 1.5 or 2.0, and it was literally like I'm talking to you now. It wasn't. He didn't sound like he'd he'd sucked up a balloon of helium or anything. He do you sounded know why, like. A, do you know why they did that? Because so I was you could actually the, get through it. Well, I was one of the first. Uh, so I was in Bible college from from 2001 to 2003, and we were one of the first groups that were given. Uh, not the actual tapes. We call them Chuck tapes, though right. they were on MP3 because they actually came on. They cassettes. actually existed in in hundreds of cassette tapes. Yep. And what the students would do to get through them is you would have your your Walkman or or whatever, and they were physically speeding them up because you know you had that button to be able yep. to do it, and everyone did it to the point that when they created them on mp3 pastor chuck was like yeah we need to make these faster because that's how the students listen to them anyway which is <laughs> I awesome i, I hate to interrupt your point but yeah no, no, no. That, that's how it happened no well, well my point is this is is you and i we both came up at calvary chapel bible college um we we went through all the classes um i received a great education from guys like bob hoekstra um, just just filled with God's word and that, that teaching, and it was amazing. But I want to tell you something. I lived in an area, you know, Zach, I live in northern Indiana. Uh, we, we had um, a CSN, we had two CSN radio stations at Real our quick, church are at we, that time. Real quick, are we on air anywhere in northern Indiana? I don't think we are, right? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a God-forsaken place to be living this time of year. I just wanted, to, I wanted to make year. sure, I just wanted to make sure no one was listening yeah. To just kind of add that that yeah. caveat. Terrible it is so place. cold. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it is so cold in Indiana, but that's that's par for the course. You just you just gotta be a little tougher than those southerners. But no, anyway. no, you just move south. You move <laughs> south. That's what you do. You have to be tough, you have to be smart <laughs> and move south. So so uh, uh, we went to Bible college. We had these CSN stations. I had these CSN stations in our in our church at Calvary Chapel at that time. And I remember Zach as as a new believer, you know, saved, and some of the listeners have heard my testimony, radical background, and a big, big part of my early discipleship, Zach, was listening to guys like Skip Heitzig. I remember Zach sitting out in my car before I'd go into the house because John Corson was on the radio and just soaking in John Corson's teaching and, and Raul Reese and David Rosales. And and Chuck Smith and Mike McIntosh, these mighty men of God that I respected so greatly, and my discipleship it, coinciding with what you'd call a formal 
education, like at a Bible college, was listening to the radio. And, and I say all that to say, Zach, this. I bet that if you sat with most people in a room of believers and you asked them, has Christian radio played a part in your walk with Jesus? I predict that if there's 10 of them in that room, more than five, more than half of them will, will, will give a testimony and say, Christian radio has been a big part of me growing to know Jesus more. I, I would, I'd, I'd gamble the farm on that, Zach. <laughs> you know, let me add something to that because I think you're absolutely right. And if, you're, if, if you would raise your hand to that, and you would raise your hand to that in the context that the outlaw radio show or our teaching or two-minute devotional, or if, if any of our platforms, if you've been blessed by this radio ministry, please let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, send us an email. Our email is info at outlawradio.org. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Radio Outlaw, or if you're into Twitter, our handle is radio underscore outlaw. Um, you could even call us and leave a message. Uh, our phone number is 678-883-3316. Uh, if you keep your message pithy, I know Josh hates that word, but I'll use it anyway. It's it old. Drives nuts. Yeah, I'm an old man. Uh, <laughs> but keep your message pithy, uh, and we'll play it on the air. But we would like to know uh, if if this yeah. radio show is making an impact. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, Josh, that you had, you know, just sharing your own testimony. Um, I think um, how my life would be so radically different uh, if it hadn't been um, for Christian radio. Um, and let me explain why. So my dad, his name's Sandy Adams. My dad was 22 years old, 21 years old, um, had grown up in traditional Southern Baptist style teachings. Uh, a lot of hellfire and brimstone, a lot of doom and gloom, very little Bible especially exposition, not a lot of Bible teaching, but not all Baptist um, churches are that way. Definitely not, not they're not that way today, but back then a lot of them were um, in the South. And I'm only speaking, I'm only speaking to the South. Uh, a lot of the times it was really focused on, if it wasn't hellfire and brimstone, it was, it was topically driven. Uh, nobody, I see. I see. nobody in the late seventies, early eighties was teaching uh, through the Bible uh, with the exception, um, you had Jay Vernon McGee, you had Warren Wiersbe, you, you had a few, but, right. but it was Pastor Chuck Smith uh, that was teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter. He's a pioneer. He, he was the pioneer, and he saw radio as as a conduit to take that style of Bible exposition mm -hmm. into areas where there were churches not doing that. Case in point, Atlanta. Uh, my dad at the time was even going to Charles Stanley's church. Charles is, is a wonderful Bible teacher. This is not, not meant to, to be a slight on him in, in any regard, um, but it was topical. And my dad, 21, 22 years old, is just burned out on traditional Christianity um, and right. is just craving something more. Uh, him and my uncle and, and, and my mom, who wasn't my mom at the time, but my dad's girlfriend, um, were just hungry for God's word. And my dad was working uh, in a warehouse at DuPont, and, and on his lunch breaks, he would listen to Pastor Chuck Smith on the radio. Wow. And it was through that experience that he then did some research into what in the world this was, because it was, it was exactly what he was looking for, and it was hitting his need. It was, he was being fed, and, and his thought was, we need a church like that uh, here in the Deep South, in the Atlanta area, 
And um, the Lord ended up stirring his heart, called him. He, uh, he went out at the time. Uh, it was The Bible college was in Twin Peaks. It was just a, a crash course, two-month discipleship program. Went out, did that, got some equipping, married my mom, and started Calvary Chapel Stone Mountain uh, in his living room at the age of 22, September of 1980. And, and I just come to think, like, if, if it hadn't been um, wow. for Pastor Chuck, and if it hadn't been then for radio and my dad being exposed to that, through the radio, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in Calvary. I'm sure my dad would have been a pastor. It's a calling of God. I'm sure he would have found his way, and the church would have been established. It's a work of God, not determined on on any one man. But it mm-hmm. was so influential in in setting a particular direction that, um, um, yeah, I, I my life would look really different. You know, man, bro, we're we're running totally out of time. Uh, that yep. went long. Uh, thanks for being with me. Um, yeah, I'm always grateful to be here, Zach. Absolutely. Well, listen, you've been listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. As Josh mentioned earlier, please take a minute, contact your local station. Uh, Let them know you're thankful that Outlaw Radio is in their community. Also, would love for you to check out our website, which is outlawradio.org, specifically uh, so you can find our podcast. That will allow you uh, to listen to this episode in its entirety. We understand one of the limitations of radio is that maybe you only caught part of today's episode. You can go to the podcast. You can listen to the whole thing as well as all previous episodes. Uh, you can uh, reach out Twitter, as mentioned, out, outlaw underscore uh, at, at radio underscore outlaw, excuse me. And then our Facebook is the radio outlaw. Uh, once again, I'm Zach Adams with Josh Brown. Thanks. I hope you join me again this time next week for the Outlaw Radio Show. You've been listening to the one and only Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. As mentioned, if you like what you heard, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or check out our website by visiting outlawradio.org. To listen again to today's show, access our daily two-minute broadcast or full-length episodes, check out the Outlaw Radio podcast, available on both iTunes and Google Play. Once again, don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, want to challenge something that was said, or would like to submit topics you'd like to hear Zach discuss on air, you can either email us at info at outlawradio.org, or you can leave a voicemail at 678-883-3316. Finally, programs like Outlaw Radio are wonderful tools God can use to change lives. But as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. First, if you're not tithing to your local church, you need to do so. And yet, if God has laid it upon your heart to extend your generosity above and beyond your tithe, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Outlaw Radio. Every donation ensures this show remains on your local station. To learn how you can become a financial partner, please visit outlawradio.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you join us again next week for the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams.
Outlaw Radio is a ministry of Calvary 316 in partnership with his productions. 